Hello? All right, man. So, we live. So, once again, I'd like to welcome you all to In Session. Uh, it's my podcast I just started. And actually, tonight, man, I have another guest on my podcast. This is a guy I've known all my life, man. And I told you guys from my introduction, I was going to have a number of my family, my friends, and my colleagues on, man. And tonight, I, earlier today, I had a colleague on, but today... Tonight, I got family on, man. So I just want to introduce you all to my cousin, my first cousin, my big brother, Terrence Smalls. Terrence, what's up, man? How y'all doing? How you doing in session? Good to be on. And about time. You talked about it for a while, so I'm glad to see you. Good, good. Yeah, baby, we just getting started on the podcast thing. So we still working out a few kinks here and there and trying to get on tonight. But we going. We live. So we good to go, baby. We good to go. So, man, let's just jump right into it, man. Obviously, I know all of this stuff I'm about to ask you, man. I, I know all of this stuff. But the people out there, man, they don't know this stuff, man. They, they'll get a chance to really know who you are. Um, man, so we grew up, and I tell people all the time, man, I grew up in Hollow Hill, which is the greatest small town ever, man. America. Great place to grow up, great place to grow up at, man. So I want you to talk about growing up in Hollow Hill, man, and your upbringing in Hollow Hill. Well, for starters, um, like Boss said, nobody calls him by his government name. We all call him Boss. So, <laughs> um, that's my first cousin. That's my brother. Um, we grew up together, but and like you said, from a small town called Hollow Hill, South Carolina, in between Orangeburg and Charleston. Um, grew up in Hollow Hill, very family-oriented. Big family, we come out in droves, whether it's going to a restaurant, going to a game, going to the supermarket, we, we, we get to show up. Um, growing up in Holly Hill, small, I had the opportunity to, um, I was a two-sport athlete, um, played basketball and, uh, and baseball, um, was blessed to be able to be seen by, you know, some people playing baseball and Never knew that they were there. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into that in a little while. But my one thing that always taught us was you never know who's watching. Exactly. So one of the first times that I was seen or the first time that I was seen by somebody of substance or nature, um, playing in an all-star game when I was 13. And a guy from the uh, Atlanta Braves walked up to me and my mom. Hey. And he was like, okay, I'd like to invite you all to this tryout camp. My mouth drops open because I'm 13. I'm thinking Tom Glavin is going to be there. David Justin is going to be there. You guys on how that works. But, yeah, growing up in that small town, the family oriented, I'm truly grateful. God has blessed me, my family, where we've lived a lot of places. We ventured out still called Holly Hill Home. Yeah. And, man, to, to piggyback off what you just said, man, now it's – for those of you that don't know, obviously a lot of you that knew us growing up, man, it was always four of us. It was always the four of us, man. It was uh, it was Terrence. It was Terrence's little brother, your younger brother, Tavi, who you guys will meet in a future podcast. Uh, my cousin, Tomei, who you guys will meet in a future podcast also, and me. I was the youngest of the four of them. So, really – we all wanted to be Terrence. Terrence got open doors 
for a lot of us to be seen by a lot of people. He got seen at 13, which opened doors for all of us because we all played together. We all ran together. We all played together in sports in high school, man. So to piggyback off your baseball story, so you, you're seen by the Brave Scout, and obviously you do very well, man. We grow up. We go to high school, man. You do very well there. And then you get an opportunity, man, and you went actually to the Citadel to play baseball, man. So let's just talk about some of that, man. Like your what how did you come up or what made you decide on attending the Citadel to play baseball? Because you got recruited by some big schools to play baseball. You got recruited by Notre Dame. You went to you were recruited by USC. You got recruited by some more powerful named schools to play baseball, man. But you chose the Citadel to go to to play baseball, man. So let's talk about that decision that you made, man. And that it's so funny. Saw what you did, and and you know you being the first one to open these doors, man. So talk about, um, I guess how that made how how that made you feel, man. Knowing you were an inspiration to us. Well, or 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 even if you were aware of that at the time. Well, that's what I was. Um, I honestly just to, to to think about that. I haven't even wrapped my head around it because you said that I was the first division one. I've never even thought about that. All I knew is we wanted to play basketball and baseball. <laughs> right. <laughs> Every day, that's all we wanted to do was play right. basketball and baseball. We had, uh, you know, my mom, my aunts, your mom, they wouldn't let us go outside until a certain time because it was too hot. Right. And then to think about none of that. But for you to indicate that, I still have not even thought about that because right. all I know is I wanted to play baseball. Right. And, you know, we, we grew up playing baseball, even though we played basketball and football too. We right. grew up playing baseball like all day, day whenever we got a chance. We would get mad if it rained. Right. We could play baseball, or we would go down the hall and still play baseball down the hall in the right. house. Right. Um, but once again, that, 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 that still – I'm in awe right now because I've never thought about that, boss. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, um, with me being the oldest boy, the oldest grandson, I guess everything that I learned, I, 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 I didn't know I was intentionally bringing it back to you all. Mm-hmm. But after I sit and think about it now, I was bringing it back to you all. But I, I wanted you all to be better than me. Whoever, I mean, whatever the thoughts were for me, I right. wanted brothers to always be better than me right so the summers that i would go play somewhere and got a chance to play some summers and you know interact with guys from ohio state and florida state and Notre Dame and cal state fullerton and figure out some of the drills and some of the things that they were doing going wow like or even before then in high school when i would go away to play in in the high school world series for example right Ohio, just interacting with some of those guys, like, wow, okay, my brothers need to know about this. Right. You know, because we didn't, I, I'm not going to say we weren't afforded the opportunity to go. I know personally, I didn't know about a lot of the instructional camps that are going on now. Mm-hmm. The lessons, the all of that, because all we did was play. Yeah. So it means a lot for, for, for me, it means a lot to me for you to say, wow, you're an inspiration, like yeah. I and I appreciate it. I never thought about it like that. 
Yeah. So man, so the piggyback, man. So let's let's kind of pivot off that a little bit, man, and kind of go back to childhood a little bit, man. And I got a funny story I want to tell, man. Which um, one? About about Terrence, man. Terrence used to be that guy in the neighborhood, man. So where my aunt, um, where they grew up at, my aunt Bev and Michael Kuhl, who's Terrence's dad, man. Where we where they grew up at is. They grew up on a road called 310. It's kind of a busy highway, man. But on that line, it's probably a mile and a half, two-mile stretch. I mean, it was a ton of kids our age grew up up and down that line, man. So we used to have enough kids on that line to have a full-fledged 909 versus 9 baseball game, man. So growing up in Hollow Hill, man, there's a ton of just open, wide-open fields, open spaces, open places where you can just go play ball until you can tent, man. So one summer, there's a field right behind my Aunt Bev's house, man. And we drew, they drew out the full bases. We put up a full fence, man. We It was country as hell, but it was ours. We put up all the stuff, man. We, had, we made our own baseball field. And because yeah. Terrence was the guy in the neighborhood, he got to pick the name of the the field and he was a Mets fan so at the time the Mets played at Shea Stadium so our field was called Shea Stadium the whole summer hey how many home runs did you hear at Shea Stadium that summer um um throughout that summer we I think I might have hit like maybe 75 or 80 maybe close to 100 but we also had y'all when 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 you came when you came brother and maybe one of our other brothers came we had guys in our neighborhood that probably had through the course of the summer because even if we didn't play, they, they would still play. Like, you know, we had games. They would still play. Right. We had guys over the course of the summer that had like 220-some home runs. Yeah. yeah I, I, think, I think I remember one of the dudes in the neighborhood. I think at one point he might have had like 386 home runs that summer. So, like, who even keeps track of home runs on Bush League Field at that point? But we did. That was that was that was our that, that those were our record setting yeah. moments. Those are our like everyday like yeah. Little those, joy. Those, yeah. <laughs> those those stats mean something, man. Those stats mean something, man. Absolutely. So I just want to share that funny. I just want to share that little one off funny story with us, man. So <laughs> so man, obviously, man, you went to the Citadel, man, and you were obviously um, got there, and and you've always been a a, a good student, through, a great student throughout high school and college, man. So, what did you end up getting your degree in at the Citadel, man? And how did you chose about? How did you choose to go get that major or get your degree in that field? That is so funny for, for you to ask that, um, boss, my brother. Yeah. I got my I got my undergraduate from the Citadel in business administration. Okay, okay? Um, I got my master's from Webster in management and leadership. Okay, but Citadel when I first entered into the Citadel, and it's such a funny, it's not, it's a funny story initially, but when I first entered into the Citadel, <clears throat> I was an electrical engineer major. Yeah, good luck with that one. Well, what happened was, I was an electrical engineer major, mm-hmm. because I love numbers, I love, like, outside of the box thinking, I love, you know, the norm does nothing for me, I like, I like thought-provoking things, right. so I never forget, as a freshman, you know, they found out that one I was a baseball player, and you know I 
I was the top recruit that the Citadel had when, 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 you know, the guys that were training us and we were, you know, kind of going through going through our freshman year. They asked me, they said, so what's your major? And I said, engineering, sir. And it's a funny story. And he said, and you're playing baseball? He said, we call that free business. And I was like, excuse me, sir? He said, we call that free business. He said, because you're not going to have that much time to practice for five, six, seven hours and still do all your electrical engineering stuff. He said, you're going to wind up doing business or PE. But because I, 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 you know, I like a challenge. I love a challenge. Mm-hmm. I like the people that I can do certain things. Mm. Um, needless to say, I graduated with a business administration degree. It was where after my freshman year, I was like, whoa. All my time was either in electrical engineering mm-hmm. or on the baseball field. And I was going, okay, do I really want to do that for the next three years? But I also love numbers, and I knew that and I, I, if I didn't play professional baseball or mm-hmm. if I didn't get drafted or something happened, I knew I wanted to run my own business. I knew right. I wanted to have my own. So that's another reason where I validated it in my mind. I rationalized it in my mind, like, you know what? I'll just I'll do business administration because, right. you know, man, I want to run my own anyway. But the right. guy didn't. He said, "You, you a baseball player?" He said, "And you're taking electrical engineer?" He said, "Yeah, that's, we call that pre-business." <laughs> <laughs> that you know, right. I thought that was kind of funny, but that that's yeah. kind of how I got into the, the 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 business administration field, which has been beneficial for me, you know, to be honest. With you. Right. So, man, let's kind of tie it back into today, man. So, so obviously, you know, we all done playing now. We just telling a bunch of stories and how we used to do stuff here and there, man. But you actually. <laughs> You actually are still involved with the game now. You're you're more you're on the coaching side of the game now, man. So let let's talk about um, your love of coaching, man, and your coaching style. Um, obviously, I've met a couple kids that have played for you, man. That didn't know they didn't know you and I knew each other, man. So right. you know, I was talking to once I introduced myself and talked to them, man. They kind of told me a few things about you, man. But let's just talk about your love of coaching, man, and your style of coaching. Well, um, leading up to the baseball, not getting to the coaching, um, mm-hmm. when, after I got drafted um, right. and played the market for a few years, right. um, I also worked for Scott Boris for okay. about five years, who's arguably the biggest baseball agent out there. But I worked for him about five years, and, and that's why I said about the business side of it. it not only did it allow me to see – you know, the player side of it, but also the business side of it. Right. Then I kind of was like, you know what? I like, I like interacting with kids. kids. Because I had a coach that outside of my dad in baseball, the next person that impacted me right under that was coach Dan McDonald. who coached Now the head baseball coach at the University of Louisville. Just I say, Matt. <laughs> Louisville baseball. So I, I probably still talk to him probably once a week, maybe a couple times a month. But he was one of the other people that kind of influenced me, that kind of knew how to push my buttons to kind of get my attention. Mm-hmm. But when I got done working for Scott Boris, the opportunity afforded itself for me to coach high school um, at Lower Richmond High School. Mm-hmm. I still do, you know, travel teams in the summer. But um, my coaching style. Uh, 
it's very interesting because some parents and some other coaches that I've interacted with think that but you don't you don't yell. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna yell. Because my rationale for not yelling one is Coach Dan McDonald didn't yell at me. Right. But he pushed my buttons. So if, if your mom is yelling, dad is yelling, grandma is yelling, you have a wall that tends to go up just out of protection mode. Right. So I need you to hear and understand what I'm saying. It's a difference in hearing and listening. Right. You can hear because you're not deaf. That mean you're really listening and understanding this concept, right? My, my style of coaching again, I don't. I, I need them to understand. So a lot of times, I don't ask yes or no questions. Right. I ask them, okay, tell me what it means to you when I say this. Mm-hmm. So now you can't go yes sir, coach. I got it, right? Because that's yes or no question. Because I've been the player too. Because right. I played, because I batted first, because I batted third. I'm going, okay, I don't want my coach to know that I don't really understand what's going on, so I'm going to let somebody else mess up in front of me, and then I'm going to do the opposite of that. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. So that's right. kind of how I've, I've kind of garnered my coaching style. Um, it's been beneficial for, for some of my kids, um, but I think it, it's building a relationship as far as coaching goes and knowing what pushes their buttons. And like I said, I got that from Coach Dan McDonald, who – knew how to push my buttons and we laugh and talk and I know at some point you're gonna have my brother on <clears throat> at some point but because Dan McDonald came to me one day and he said well uh, you and your brother Tavi like y'all are two different people my brother Tavi had like a no care attitude it wasn't that he wasn't trying he just was like okay well oh well yeah but coach Dan McDonald could tell me to run through this wall and I'm trying to run through this wall as right. many times you know so right. again my just style um Boss, my brother, is just just to kind of gain their attention mm-hmm. for a level of understanding too. Yeah, got, got you, man. And, and you're right about you and Tavi, man. You, you and Tavi, <laughs> man. For anybody that knows him, man, you and Tavi are like night and day, completely, complete, man. Opposite. complete opposite of each other, man. But that's what really works between y'all. That dynamic, man, is that you two are complete opposites, man. Because like you say, man, you fiery ready to run through a big wall while it's Tavi going to be like, all right, man, I ain't about to run through this wall. So I'm going to yeah. figure out how I can get around this wall. I'm going to figure out an angle to get through, get around this wall, but I ain't going to sit there and run through this wall now. So and, and that's, He's going to go, so why don't I just open the door and go on the other right. side? Right, right. He's going to he's gonna ask the why questions. Like, why do I need to run through the wall? Like, that makes no sense to me. Like, that's right. It. So, man, we, 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 we hit on some, some serious topics, man, and we, we hit on some stuff, and I think people got a really good feel for you, man. But we, we need to laugh a little bit, too, man. We, we, need to, we, need to, we need to laugh a little bit and have a little bit of fun, man. So, okay. so you all will meet or you all will hear – I'm going to try to get this guy on the podcast in the future. Man. I'm going to try my best, man. I don't even want to know if I, I – don't, I don't even think I want to know who you're trying to get when so, you say we get to the funny topics. So I, 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 I'm going to try to get my Uncle Bunny on the show, man. Now, you all have to, you all have to understand who my Uncle Bunny is, okay? It, his, his real name is actually Vernon, but I don't think anyone has ever called him Vernon again life i've never i'm 38 years old i have never heard anyone ever call him burning in my entire life man. Bro, i'm never surprised but you surprised me with that i didn't know you was going to the funny to that point right there yes <laughs> he, he uh 
No one's ever called him that. But you have, if you know Bunny, you know exactly what I'm talking about, man. So my uncle Bunny, anytime like Terrence said, man, our family's close and they they they, they get together, they have function, man. They, whether it's Christmas, Thanksgiving, a special occasion, just because, man, a family reunion, anything we get together as a family, man. My uncle Bunny is the greatest storyteller of all time. Every time, every time you every time you see Bunny, he's got a brand new story to tell you, which is funnier than the last story. And then and he's, he's got, gonna an, go, got an addition to the story too, though. He got an addition to the story, and on that, he's gonna tell you all the stories you've heard before, <laughs> which are even more hilarious because he's gonna add something to the story at some point. Listen, man, we've been hearing Bunny stories our entire life, and they, they are, are still like the first still, time. Hey, they still like you say, Terry said, man. It's like we heard them the first time. They are still <laughs> hilarious as hell right now. Man. So, Terrence, man, you you gotta tell the people, man. You gotta <laughs> give the people your funniest Bunny oh. story. And listen, everybody I'm gonna have on the podcast. When I oh ask them to tell their favorite bunny story, they're going to probably tell you a different story, but it is just <laughs> as hilarious. Now, we have heard all of these stories before, okay? So, Terrence, you, you got you to give the people at least one bunny story that you can tell, that you can tell on the podcast. Right, right, that I can tell on the podcast. That you can tell on the podcast. Uh-huh. And since you started with that, boss, just now, I have been laughing. I don't know if you heard, because I'm just like, when you said Bunny, you caught me off guard. And I'm never really caught off guard. You right. caught me off guard for funny things. Yeah. But so many of them, okay, I'll tell you the one that, <laughs> that I like. Because the plot kind of stays the same, but <laughs> the, some of the additions are different. Okay? Right. <laughs> and I'm gonna try not to laugh as much. <laughs> one um, podcast land that, <clears throat> and when I start, I know boss is gonna laugh. He played basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew, <laughs> <laughs> right? And I'm trying. I'm trying to. He played basketball with an individual, and once again, our my uncle, my favorite uncle, one of my favorite uncles. Man. His sense of humor is like, like you know, especially when he can catch someone laughing, like it just continues. So yeah. he played basketball, and he was playing basketball. He said <laughs> with an individual. Okay, he said he passed the individual the ball. See, that's the very end of the story because sometimes he said he passed it to him, other times he said he was defending the individual. Right. So once you hear him on, then you know you understand. Yeah. So he said he passed him the basketball. He said this guy was probably one of the highest jumps <laughs> that he has ever seen before. So he said he passed him the basketball. He said the guy jumped up to take a jump shot. You know, normal jump shot for those uh, <laughs> He said the defender jumps up, tries to block his shot. So he said the guy that he passed the ball to <laughs> He started fading back, obviously, to, you know, elude the defender. He said the one defender had come back down, hit the ground. Another defender jumped up again. And the, <laughs> he said the second 
man to hit the ground again, and the guy was still fading back again. That's how long he stayed in the air. But here's the addition. He said after the third defender hit the ground, then that's when the, the guy made the basket. Like, that, that, was, that was because specialized if you think about it. Three different people jumped up. This is how high, how long this guy was in the air. Yeah. Kind of mild right there. Like, y'all really don't understand Piker. Like, when you get a chance to, to hear him, he is absolutely hilarious. So get your tissue ready. Yes. Don't be in, that, don't be in a place where you cannot laugh out because he's going to be hilarious for you. Yeah, and don't drink any water while he's saying this because you will spit that water out. And and I have to tell you, with all of the Uncle Bunny stories, all of these stories have been confirmed as true by other people. Right. So, and that's so he is not a liar in any of these stories. All of these that's stories have been true. confirmed. That's the scary part, because we, we'll sit around and, and, you know, my brothers will look at each other and we'll go, man, Uncle got to be joking. But they've been confirmed. So that's the scary part right there. That is the scary. The funny part is that none of these are lies. All of these stories are true. They, all they, of them. They have, that look, is have been fact-checked. <laughs> yeah, all of them been fact-checked. You're right, man. So, man, one of the – so let's stay on laughing, man, and, and real tears, man. So we I don't finish, know. We're going to finish up in just a second, man. So one of the things – you guys' house, my aunt Bev's house, Mont Bev House used to kind of be the meeting place where everybody in my family kind of hung out at. All of the guy, all of the boys hung out there because you guys. And by had... the way, people they called us the Four Horsemen. Me, and my yeah. brother, um, Boss, and Tomei, uh, You know, they called us the Four Horsemen. So that's what he's yeah. talking. About. So, so my, so my, my, my aunt Bev's house, Terrence's house, growing up was kind of the house where everybody hung out at. One, because my aunt Bev slept like a log so we could do whatever we wanted to do with no problems and they wouldn't even know anybody was there so that was one of the best places we could go and hang out at any time man you mom we we would hang out so you so on thursday nights bed house was where we would go because we would all watch martin and living single together man and just laugh and crack jokes man so you're killing me right now. You're killing me right yeah. now. So at Bev had a VCR. Some of y'all might not even know what a VCR is. But right. Bev had a VCR and we just would go to the store and oh. buy blank tapes and we would just record every <laughs> morning that came on. And we would record the Thursday night one. And when it went off, we would just watch it over and over and over and over again, man. Martin oh. was by far. <laughs> Our favorite show to watch, and it wasn't even close, man. It wasn't even close. So, with that being said, man, who is your favorite Martin character? And a second part of that question is, who is your favorite character that Martin played on his show? Because I got my favorites, man. But I want to hear your favorite Martin character on the show and then the favorite character that Martin played. Wow, bro, you cannot do this to me, man. Yes. Um, wow. All right, before I say that, the reason, uh, let me tell the podcast world the reason why my mom's house, boss's aunt's house, was the hangout spot. Because I was the oldest and I had my license. Yes. So I was driving, I had my license since I was 15. Um, I had a car since I was 15. Part of the reason I had a car since I was 15 so that I could take 
my brother's home after practice, and, and nobody had to come out and get him. Right. But also, too, on the weekends that, you know, if if y'all had a basketball game or Tomei, who y'all meet as well, and my brother Ivy, you know, if they had, you know, if Tomei had a football game or something like that, we could very well go, all right, well, we're going to stay in Ambed's house. All right. And because, you know, you know, like Boss said, I was the oldest, so you know, for whatever reason, they I, I was supposed to set the example. But, <laughs> <laughs> but to answer your question, brother, um, <clears throat> wow. My favorite Martin character would probably have – now, when I tell you this, can I explain it? Do I have 30 seconds or so to explain it? Oh, no, you, you can explain it. You, you got okay. free reign. You can explain it. My my favorite Martin character, and this might catch a lot of people by surprise, right. will probably be Cole Brown. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm trying not to laugh. About the reason Cole might be my favorite Martin character right. is because he was not the smartest person in the world. And one thing that I immediately thought about that made me Cole be my favorite Martin character, probably. Now, it's so many out there, so right. I'm just like, and we broke down Martin listeners every day. We watch, yes. we know every Martin episode, believe it or not. There's nothing you can tell us about Martin that one of the four of us do not know. Right. So, the reason I said Cole, I remember an episode, and again, he's not the smartest person, when Martin thought Gina was trying to kill him for the insurance. <laughs> And, um, you know, Tommy and Cole were like, no, Martina wouldn't do that. And then they found the paperwork. Yes. Tommy said, $2 million? And see, that's classic for me. Cole said, as smart as he is, he said, for $2 million, I'll kill myself. See, for me, that's that right there. And I'm going, okay, if you kill yourself, that's how smart. Cole right yeah. here. Cole Brown, Cole Brown, Cole Brown is one of the best characters on Martin ever, though. Now, this one right here, okay? The second part of your question, brother. Yeah. You said the character that Martin plays that I like. To, oh, that's easy for me. Yes. That's very easy for me. Okay? For yeah. me, it's Dragonfly Jones. <laughs> okay. 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 Dragonfly Jones was supposed to be the martial arts sensei. The yeah. martial expert. Okay? And as I think about this, you correct me if I'm wrong, brother. Dragonfly Jones, I think, won one fight, I think, maybe. He may have won one fight. I just I remember he, I just remember Kenji whipping his ass on a consistent well, right. basis. Kenji stayed whipping him, but he was supposed to be the master to be teaching Kenji. Right. He stayed whipping him, so Dragonfly was probably mine because it never got to the physical. I still look at an episode right now in my mind where he was at the teller. He jumped. <laughs> he jumped in the bushes one time. He also on top of the um, mailbox, the UPS mailbox. Right. Like, you know, Dragonfly Joe. So to answer your question, Dragonfly Joe. And I probably will watch some Martin tonight because, again, I am in. We are avid Martinaholics. Yes. So I'm, Sure that I will watch some type of Martin. We, 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 my we, best character, yeah. the best character that Martin 
Kanye probably for me is Dragonfly Jones, bro. And you all have to understand when I say we are Martin fanatics, like when we see each other, we'll just bust out one line from the show, and then the other person will just speak the very next line that came on in the show. We finished the sentence. We finished the sentence. And, and, it's yes. a, and then, and then, it doesn't matter where we are. And if another person walk in, they'll just pick right up on the next line, and we'll, we'll. You don't have to say which episode it was. You don't have to say anything. We'll just jump right in. All we have to realize, we have to realize sometimes where we are. We have yes. to realize that we are at a are at a a wedding, are at a family reunion, or at a program that yes. we're supposed to be quiet. But it really doesn't matter to us because when it comes on us. We, you know, we have to go ahead and get it off of us. Yeah. So my, so let me just say my favorite, my favorite Martin character from the show is Hustle Man, and it's not even close. <laughs> Hustle Man is my favorite character. When he comes to the, and my favorite Hustle Man show, I like oh. all the clips with Hustle Man on it. Right. When he comes through the door. I forgot about Hustle Man. I forgot about Hustle Man. When he comes to the door and it's cold outside and he comes with them three pigeons on a stick, <laughs> I cry every time I see that episode come on. I had to put that episode in my DVR and I'll watch it. <laughs> and when he's talking, he's talking. And, and he and he and Gina asked him. <laughs> Right. Does he use honey? Right. He says no. I use molasses. That's passe. I use molasses. That's passe. <laughs> I'm gonna thought you were talking about. I'm gonna tell you which one I thought you were talking about. Could be the. And listen, this is how y'all know we just. I'm, I'm not. Even, I thought you were talking about the same one. I think snow on Martin one time. Right. And he came. Or with the free range, he came to the door with the range chicken. Oh, that's it. That's the same one. He came with the free range chicken with the three birds on it. He comes to the door. And Gina goes, Gina goes, Ooh, that tastes good. He goes, of course, friend. That's my special sauce. Yo, also is my favorite. He, when he came, hey, another of my favorite too. When he come, whenever he come, he walk into Jim's barber shop and he go, Hustle Man in the house. Hey, Hustle Man is my favorite Martin oh, character on the show. By I am Paul. looking to see what time it comes on. I know it comes on. Hey, and then my third favorite one, my third favorite Hustle Man one, man, oh, oh, is the one where Martin hires Hustle Man as his wedding planner. Little Mud High, a husband is his very planner. Hustle Man say, Sugar Pop, honey, bud. I don't mean to intercept. All day. I got another one for you. Think about <laughs> what about the one with he, um, he with the tire, him and his brother. Nah, I'm from Texas. <laughs> yes. about my brother Bobby. <laughs> brother Bobby. Hey, man. <laughs> Hustle that hustle man. Oh, how about the one where he's trying to get that contract, that record contract, and he goes in Martin office with that saxophone with that kazoo on it, and he talking about pick up the pieces, <laughs> pick up the pieces. And he did the electric slide little thing on the floor right there. He, and he, and he said, "Nah, you can't rush that. That's butters, baby. That's butters. You can't rush that." 
Ah, you got right. we're on your podcast because we could be on here all night. Yes. With this. Yeah, we gotta we gotta wrap it up, man. But I every episode that Hustle Man has been on with Martin, I have probably seen a thousand times. I got all of them in my DVR right now, man. Anytime Martin come on, I don't care what I'm doing, I stop and watch. This is your podcast, but I'm not gonna let you off without answering the second part of the question because I answered the second part of the okay. question. So my favorite character that Martin plays <laughs> now, he wasn't he wasn't on the show a lot. He might have been on the show a couple times. But Bob for marketing is my favorite <laughs> that Martin played. Yo, remember when Martin thought Martin thought Gina was creeping out of him? And it was in that hotel room and Bob and he, picked up the phone. And he came off the balcony. Yes. <laughs> he came off the phone. And Martin called. He talking about Gina's out of control. I'm out of control. This old damn party's out of control. <laughs> and he asked him. They asked him. They said, "What room you want us to charge it to?" He said, "Whatever room I'm calling from. <laughs> Whatever room I'm calling from." And then he came through. Remember the dance he did? He did the little, the little the little shark head dance. He did the little shark dance. Oh man, yo, I we used to. Cry on that show. That show was hilarious. But oh man, so we done laughed, man. We serious. We had laughs, man. But once again, man, I just want to thank you for being on the podcast, man. I know we talked for a while. Damn, we've been recording for forty-seven minutes. Good lord. So I know, man. I know we we talked a lot, man. I appreciate it, man. And um, thanks for everything, man. Thanks for everything you've done, man. And you know, we talk almost daily, man. But I just want to thank you for being on the podcast, man. And once again, man, in session, that was Terrence Smalls, and we out. Yep, I